Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Level Up podcast. Today I have a very special guest with me, uh, Zena Haider, who is uh, the first Pakistani to compete in uh, an IFBB Pro Leagues and uh, MPC shows. Yeah, in Am the I world. Correct? Awesome, awesome. That's uh, that's great. So as a national, as a national, and as and and uh, uh, you know, like born and bred in Pakistan with a passport from Pakistan. That's, I have uh, to reiterate this. <laughs> yes, yes. That's uh, that's uh, something. That's that's actually something because it it kind of interests me the story. And, and, and your background, because I'm, I'm coming from the Middle East as well, right? And there is a lot of, um, how would I say, uh, challenges that you had to overcome, especially like you're a female, you're from Pakistan, you're competing uh, at a sport that is dominated by uh, men, and uh, you are breaking the glass ceilings and breaking barriers. So... Can you tell me a bit more about like your your start at the beginning, and then we take it step by step? It's it's a blur right now. Okay, I'm just I'm just you know sort of going back and forth with this question in my head mm-hmm. because the past couple of weeks I've been doing podcasts and interviews, so it's okay. like a repeat telecast, which is fun. Uh-huh. But then I feel like the narrative constantly changes in some aspect or the other. Mm-hmm. For example. Each time I have a conversation with someone, I feel so enlightened by their presence or by the, 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 the structure of their questions that something that I hadn't mentioned comes up into my mind, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So bodybuilding, as you asked, right, is a sport for men, but it's a sport for men and women. Mm-hmm. We compete against women in our sport and men compete against men in their sport. Mm-hmm. It has diversified over you know, a passage of time. And it's not very common in Pakistan amongst women. Mm-hmm. So this stereotype and this cultivated idea about women staying slender, slim, and not looking remotely healthy, because healthy connotates to being overweight, mm-hmm is still very much present in this day and age. Mm-hmm. And not just in my country, in South Asia and other countries, you know, um, close to the border. Women can embrace any form of sport that they they acquire or they are passionate about. Now it's my duty as an athlete, as a representation of women in my col- in my country as well as in South Asia. I have a lot of followers from India, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, from the U.S., from Mexico, Portugal, across the border, across mm-hmm. in Europe, in Africa, North America, North Africa as well. And my purpose is not just to tell women that, hey, you know what, I'm a bodybuilder, so you should do what you want. Mm-hmm. Rather, I'm going to change that, you know, and, 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 and switch it up a bit and say, you know what, hey, you're a woman, you're capable, you're strong, you're powerful. You can embody anything through the strength in your mind, your body, and your soul that you believe that you can. Mm-hmm. So that should be your motto. What is it that you're so... What is it that you're escaping from, firstly? Secondly, what is it that you're so passionate about? Let's define those points first. After that, you're going to ask yourself, what is your purpose for following that pursuit and that goal? 
then you can sort of define and and sort of elaborate on those points and then work towards those goals. Does that make sense? It does make a lot of sense, but I I wanted to to dive a bit deeper on that, especially that the narrative itself, uh, like like you were telling me, so so you have a lot of following, you have a lot of people looking up to what you have been achieving and you are continuing to achieve and you're opening thoughts and doors that, you know what, if I'm someone uh, who wants to achieve something and I can see other great examples achieving it, why can't I, right? Mm -hmm. But was that narrative or that thought uh, present when you started bodybuilding at the beginning? Yeah, I mean, I was about to touch that that uh, subject as well. I was trying to escape from it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an escapist, mind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that bodybuilding um, came about when I was when I was seeing someone. So we mm-hmm. were friends, and then he introduced me to um, you know different aspects of training. You know, lat pull downs, close grip, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, RDLs and stuff. And this was a good like 15 odd years ago, okay? Mm -hmm. I wasn't unfamiliar with the terrain, but I was not very familiar with uh, the the postures and the forms and the the technicalities of the, you know, the kinesiology Mm -hmm. and the biomechanics and all those informative things that we need to be knowledgeable about in the sport of Mm -hmm. bodybuilding while we dive into this particularly. Because... um, Without that knowledge and information, you can obviously get into bodybuilding with just information and hearsay and watching people and from experience. But it's it's a very deep and and difficult and um, dark place to be. Yeah. So having those things in mind, I had absolutely zero awareness about all of that. Mm-hmm. So I just got into it because, you know, my partner's doing it. So let me see, you know, what it's like and we'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. Now, I was going through a very um, a strange time in my life. It was, it was somewhat a turmoil. You know, I came out of a, a bad marriage mm-hmm. and I needed to find something to engage my, my physical as well as my mental aspect of life mm-hmm. towards, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I got into it. Secondly, culturally, whatever is unacceptable should obviously be done with respect to what you can and what you can't do. Mm -hmm. But I think I kind of broke all the norms in general. And I just, I'm that kind of person who's a little rebellious. Mm -hmm. Like when I put my mind on something, I just have to do it. Nice. Now I have to keep in mind that I have to, of course, respect the culture norms around me. Mm -hmm. Pertaining to the place that I live, you know, but that was home for me. So, you know, I'm going to do what I want, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that I owe that to my father because he's been... um, the person who instilled this this mindset, this mindset this. of mm-hmm. being outspoken, being uh, determined and confident and never letting anything come in the way of our goals. Mm-hmm. And then my mother, on the other hand, was the one who instilled that um, that drive of courage and and you know resilience. You know, get on that horse. I fell off a horse. She got me right back onto hers. She says, mm-hmm. "There's no way I'm allowing you to escape from this situation. You get back on that horse and you ride, and you let that wind go through your hair, and you just go with the breeze, and you just enjoy it and embrace it, and just take that pain and swallow it, and mm-hmm. don't wall over it." That's uh, that's amazing. So. Um, <laughs> 
let's say you, you you started the the journey so so you started learning more about uh, bodybuilding you started doing the exercises you started to learn about the right forms when or what point were you uh, when you thought you know what i'm actually doing good at this and um, i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing the development in my body in my uh, mindset in in my head And I want to compete, knowing that, again, you are the first who would compete at that level nationally. Yeah. So, no, internationally, but as a national. I as meant. a national, yeah. internationally. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, I, I just want to hold on that moment mm -hmm. where you decided, you know what, I'm going to pursue this. Okay. That came much later. That came about uh, at the beginning of 2019. Mm -hmm. I moved to Dubai in 2017. Mm -hmm. I lived here I lived here back in 2011 to 12 mm -hmm. at the time I was married. Mm -hmm. So I'm reliving my life all over again. Okay. That was the idea. I mean I've been coming here since I was a baby. My mm -hmm. eldest brother used to work as a banker and mm -hmm. he used to play golf. He was meant to play a tournament mm -hmm. with Tiger Wood. Mm -hmm. So sports is kind of instilled in our blood in We, the family. In yeah. the family. I mean we my brother and I Uh, the one who's a couple of years older than me. Mm -hmm. He lives in Dubai as well. Uh, we were always, you know, sort of involved in some form of sport or the other. Mm -hmm. You know, I participated in national swimming and I got a few rewards for that. Okay. So, and then we 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 loved horse riding. Well, I loved it more than him. I was obsessed mm -hmm. with horses to the extent that my father got us a horse at our mm -hmm. farmhouse mm -hmm. back in, mm -hmm. in, in Islamabad. Mm -hmm. And so swimming, horse riding, then we spent our summer vacations in uh, in Marbella and we would go out in the yachts and we would do uh, kneeboarding and water sports. And so, so, so you, you've always kept the action going. Exactly. All I right. was very lean. I had mm -hmm. somewhat of a, a flat stomach mm -hmm. at all times uh, growing up mm -hmm. until I hit my mid-teens. Then mm -hmm. things got a little weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happens to everyone <laughs> yeah and then when i moved to dubai i got into bodybuilding more extensively mm -hmm. you know worked out at one of the synonymous gyms in dubai that yep. everyone rants and raves about yep. and i kind of met, met my um my like coach no mentor. not coach but okay well i met several people that mm -hmm. i thought would be the right coaches for me mm -hmm. but ultimately i decided that this is not the route for me. So mm -hmm. I, there was a diversion in between. Mm -hmm. So I competed in um, Italy for the first time in okay. 2019. My friend who was a coach as well as a bodybuilding trainer in at the gym I was at, encouraged me because she felt that I was slightly bullied by a few girls around me. Mm -hmm. Now that was owing to the fact that I was very compassionate, and overly enthusiastic mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the other females because this is a norm for them in their culture, especially in East Europe and Europe and other countries. For me, this is like, oh my God, hallelujah. <laughs> you know, I'm in heaven right now, bodybuilding mm -hmm. heaven. So where do I go from here and where? how do I start? Mm -hmm. These girls were just bullies because they felt that they were the best in the sport itself okay and they were miss know it all and i had to change that mm -hmm. so she had the upper hand and she said let me take control of the situation and let me steer the let me steer the boat and so we prepped for my first show 
that was in uh, San Marino Pro in Italy. All right. All right. And it was uh, an amateur show, of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we took it from there. Then I spent a couple of years just sort of building on and, you know, putting on more muscle mass and, and more tissue, mm-hmm. more, you know, more fibers mm-hmm. and recruiting more fibers and things like that. Learning about the sport more extensively taking different courses, uh, doing a course with Ben Poleski and, and Milos and other professional athletes, did workouts with Big Ramy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be training with Ulysses, you know, uh, in recent times. And then with my friend, um, uh, what's his name? God, Ronnie Winkler. Mm-hmm. He's a dear friend. I love him. He's such a humble and grounded individual. Like that guy is like a large teddy bear with lots of muscle tissue mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I learned that in the in the in the sport of bodybuilding, people are very arrogant and um, very um, sort of high nosed and high horsed. Mm-hmm. And and I just was kind of trying to dwell in this lifestyle and in this mindset. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm coming from a background of fashion design technology. I studied in London. Mm -hmm. So my degree is in fashion technology. I was uh, kind of working in the environment of Harper's Bazaar in Dubai and with the, you know, editor of Japan and when Huda Katan had her events. So I was affiliated with that kind of a a system. Network and environment. Network and environment. And so from that to switch to this, it's like two very coincidental um, uh, fields that mm-hmm. are you know sort of on there it's a complete paradox from one another mm-hmm. and and to adjust to that was quite a dilemma for me you know i had to kind of restructure my mindset and and re, and started to believe in different things mm-hmm. tried to be more passionate about things that i never thought i was good at so how was i going to do that and how was i going to come about it but i think i think you're actually doing quite great in it because uh, like you were mentioning earlier you're you're even uh, networking yourself or, or like I, I remember I'm seeing also posts of you with uh, Sebum like he's today I, I believe he's the uh, uh, men's physique legend I, I don't like physique. a classic physique don't legend. ever like, say that yeah. in front of him <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so uh, so the thing is like uh, it's um, uh, it's it's so good that you delved into that world Yet you were able to meet and you were able to network and you were able to position yourself amongst the greatest. The peers, the legends, absolutely. And you know what? Mm -hmm. I was so humbled when I met him. Mm -hmm. He's he's an extremely shy guy, you know, like he's got so much in him Mm -hmm. to offer. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, when it comes to him competing against his peers, it's a different situation and against other athletes in his category which one of my um, friends that I was very close to was a huge fan of his. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure he's extremely jealous that I met him when I was in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I actually Mm -hmm. waited a couple of hours. I was talking to his, uh, to um, Seabum's partner. Mm -hmm. And she's like, hey, hi. She was amazing. She was super encouraging. I showed Mm -hmm. her my medals. I was at the Revive Gym in Miami. Mm -hmm. And... um, and, you know, so I was engaging in conversation with her and she gave me a lot of company. And then, you know, she said, wait on, he's going to be here soon. Mm-hmm. He's uh, gone to pick up, uh, what's his name? His coach, um, 
Hanny Rumble. Hanny Rumble, yeah. And so, and I obviously have met him a few times. Hanny mm-hmm. is a really good guy. He's also very humble. He's got a good heart. He's, and he's, he's got he's, an amazing uh, record. He's so, got so. an awesome record and so he's got tw- a great team of athletes. 23 Olympias now or 24? Somewhat, something yeah, like that. Yeah, something around those lines. I so. stopped keeping track <laughs> with that guy, you know, yeah, he's just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm very proud and honored to be amongst these, these legends mm-hmm. and, um, And to learn so much from them, mm-hmm. as opposed to the new age athletes that have come about nowadays. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but I can't rub shoulders with them. They mm-hmm. just, mm-hmm. we're all humans. And at the end of the day, we're all going to go down to the same place together. Mm-hmm. So can we just be more humble and kind and more empathetic towards each other? And now I have obviously pulled myself out of the bodybuilding uh, field a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, injuries, pains and aches, I'm getting older and I've uh, started doing my postgraduate in psychology and neuroscience mm-hmm. so that I can do something more humanitarian based, uh, something for the people of our world, mm-hmm. not just myself and mm-hmm. not just for the sake of making money, but just to give back, mm-hmm. you know, we have so much that I think that it's important for us to share what we have. That's uh, that's super. And, and um, how, how do you see uh, bodybuilding? Because um, um, I, I always like to talk about this is uh, people sometimes portray bodybuilding as uh, or, or like working out in the gym as mm-hmm. a boring sport. Right. Like some, some people I even friends of mine. Right. When I when I tell them, like, I love going to the gym and I, I'm like, no, we like more of the sports. We like to play more football. We like to interact. Yeah. We like to do that. But bodybuilding, you're just or like going to the gym, you just you and the machine. And, and they're, they're missing out on the education that you get from training in the gym. Not only the, the education about learning about your muscle, but it's it's more about learning about your limits and learning how to overcome your limits and yeah. learning how to challenge yourself, progress, grow. Where 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 do you see like now that you are delving more into uh, psychology? You say yeah, and and postgraduate in psychology, postgraduate in psychology, and and you're looking into into delving into. A different industry, but helping people out. How do you see working out in the gym contributed to this? Well, um, I'd say that um, wanting to get into this career um, has been has has led to the path of of just being more aware as an individual, mm-hmm. and all of that is owing to the sport of bodybuilding and just fitness in general. The fact that um, mental health is extremely crucial in this day and age, especially now that AI and other, you know, uh, infrastructures are going to be overcompensating for human work and job fields. Mm-hmm. People are going to need human contact more so than ever. People are going to need someone to connect with, to mm-hmm. listen to, and mm-hmm. not just talk to a computer and, you know, put in a, a, a request and, and get a response from a computed field, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or an automated response. We need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And this is in conclusion to, uh, you know, many different dilemmas and many obstacles that I have surpassed in the past couple of years. And now that I almost am going to be touching my 40th year, which is like my prime time, you know, mm-hmm, this is the mm-hmm. time I'm going to start actually living my life mm-hmm. like to its maximum potential. So all the things that I have, you know, 
encompassed in my life in the past are owing to the reason why I feel like mental health is the most crucial factor that contributes to our well-being overall. Mm -hmm. So when it concerns bodybuilding, most of the people in the sport of bodybuilding suffer from mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And I saw that firsthand. Mm -hmm. And I said, I didn't want to be one of those people who will suffer and people will question me for my, for my decisions. Mm -hmm. But there's something that I need to do to help the people around me because all of them are suffering. It's such a dark place. You isolate yourself from the rest of the world. You are so constricted. You are so confined to a regimental routine. Everything mm -hmm. is so detrimental to your mental health at the end of the day, but no one realizes that these mm -hmm. are the repercussions, you know? These are the things that are going to really affect you when you have a family, when you have kids. You know, you have to reflect those emotions and feelings onto them. Mm -hmm. And they need to grow up to see that, you know, we are... Um, growing up with parents that, that believe that we can um, do whatever we desire, what our, what our passion is doesn't have to be coincidental with what our parents are passionate about, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And in regards to bodybuilding being a routine, it's essential for every human being because without, body, without let's say, a, reg, a regimental routine, that concerns your health. It doesn't have to be pertaining to bodybuilding itself. It just means that you need to have something that gives you structure and movement and mobility and resistance. So mm -hmm. resistance training is extremely important, especially for, uh, you know, people who are agile, who have very, um, you know, a lot of decomposition, their, their bones are, are fragmented or fragile, and then they start collecting all kinds of um, crystallization in, mm -hmm. in their bone. Mm -hmm. It's because they don't have enough resistance in their life. They're not mm -hmm. training enough. They're not moving the fibers, the, the tendons, the muscles. And then eventually as they get older, they start to feel all these aches and pains and nooks and crannies. All of these things start to surface. Mm -hmm. So the repetition has a long-term effect, but it really depends on how you 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 um, sort of add those things, uh, those routines in your life. You yeah. know, are you doing it for athletic purposes, for competitive purposes? Then yes, repetition is part of the deal. You have to you have to dwell into it and dive into it, knowing that that you know it's going to be boring. It's sure. going to be mundane. We're going to have to have rice, chicken, broccoli, and cauliflower in order to get the results we want. But once you learn what it, the potential is, what your true potential as a human being is, and what your body is capable of doing, it's miraculous. Like, oh my God. You know, I work true. with George Farah. He's one mm -hmm. of the utmost prime individuals I have ever come across in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, he is a, he's like a jack of all trades. That guy is... is I don't know, man. He is like something else. He is um, my mentor, my coach, my friend. You know, he's second to, to me after my father. Mm -hmm. I look up to him with mm -hmm. so much respect. Like mm -hmm. I would do anything in regards to taking his opinion uh, and, and putting it to the highest uh, point. In point of highest regards. You know, highest regards. Yeah. I, you know, because he has helped me believe that... Anything I put my mind to or set my mind to is, is, mm -hmm. is possible. Mm -hmm. And every time I felt like I was scared, afraid, hurting, in pain, in sorrow, he reminded me of why I started. Mm -hmm. You know, that repetition, that diet as it gets very crucial and, and, you know, like it gets 
it's cut, harder. Cut, cut, cutting out you're, the carbs for yourself. You're reducing days, the carbohydrates reducing. and it takes you to dark places yeah. in your mind. How yeah. are you supposed to cater to those thoughts? Mm-hmm. Your your thoughts are anchoring your 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 emotions and mm-hmm. everything that you're doing, all the setbacks around you. But how 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 you push how do you push through this? I think this is uh, this is the main uh, challenge because if if you um, if if your head is in the game, that's good. But uh, again, maybe some people who who are not competitive bodybuilders wouldn't know the 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 amount of mental pain that you are in when it's like the last three weeks or four weeks to the competition, yeah. and then. Uh, stressing yourself out and having to do the cardio, having to do the hours, having to uh, stop eating or, or like uh, just have your your protein and, and fats and cutting the carbs and, and doing your cardio, doing your workout and pushing hard. It, it, it might sound on words simple, but mentally it's not. It's not at all. That's the dark place. So how, yeah. how do you push through this? You've signed up, you're stuck now, mm-hmm. you have nowhere to go. It's like you've paid for uh, a bunch, uh, sorry, uh, um, you've paid to jump off a plane, mm-hmm. you, you enjoy the thrill. And, and now that you're about to embark on the, on the, on the flight and mm-hmm. you're like, you know what, I can't do this. But mm-hmm. you've already got a parachute lo- locked and loaded mm-hmm. and you're about to take that plunge. What do you do? You're at that position in mm-hmm. your mind, in your body. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it, that's the best description I can give you. And it just mm-hmm. came to me so organically because yeah. I've been through this so many times now that it's like, oh, whatever. It's not a big deal. You know, I've gotten so accustomed to that, 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 that dark place, you yeah. know. But it also depends on how resilient you are and how tough you've become over a passage of time. Mm-hmm. You know, it also is very, your your environment is extremely important as well. The mm-hmm. kind of people you associate you're yourself, yourself with, with yeah. the, the kind of books you read and how preoccupied you can keep yourself during the time that you're in the crucial moments and weeks of your prep. Mm-hmm. So my advice to anyone getting into it is that, are you sure you really want to do this? And don't do it just because you see everyone else doing yeah. it. I used to think that, oh my God, he's doing it, she's doing it, I'm going to do it. This is not it's like not a game of badminton, you know, yeah. and we'll see who scores in the end and then we'll, 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 you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. You got to put in endless hours and, and work and sweat and blood and tears. It's not like a, you know, a couple of shots here and there and a couple of pills you pop and then you're like, hey, you know what? This is the outcome. No, mm-hmm. it's not like that. Mm-hmm. If it was, you, everyone would have been big exactly. now. So, yeah. Exactly. We're all individualized as mm-hmm. human beings, as people. And no one plan fits all. Mm-hmm. No one plan in any regards of life fits you. And uh, we all should, you know, sort of respect the entity that we're living in. We embody this body that we've been gifted by God. Mm-hmm. Allah has given us this, this beautiful um, space, this temple. Mm-hmm. And we tend to disregard it so much. We tend to disrespect the fact that we have so much that we can do so much potential. Mm-hmm. And if you look around you, you see people who have gone through, you know, um, they've, they've, they've lost their limbs, they've gone through war or they've been through battle or they've been through accidents and so on and so forth, but mm-hmm. they're still moving on with their life with so much more confidence than you'd ever imagine. I have friends um, that, uh, like my friend Bionic Body, mm-hmm. Edward, he's... Lost both his yeah, legs, exactly. but he's still... 
he's a fighter and that mm-hmm. guy is so resilient. Every time I'm like, you know what, I can't be bothered. But that, that, that thought has only started to prevail now. It started, it started to linger around my mind as of recent times. It's mm-hmm. probably because I've just exhausted my, my fuel tank, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't have anything left in reserve. I just feel like I need to back off a bit and give myself a little time off. But now I've started to reintroduce the movements, the training and everything back into my regime and my mm-hmm. lifestyle mm-hmm. because I know that it's on the forefront of my survival. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, as far as I can say, that's the easiest way to put it. So, Without so, so, training, I'm nothing. So you're, 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 you're training now, but are, are you considering maybe one last shot at... <laughs> Like I retired competing? after my last show in the US. That, you never know. Though. You never know. Never With bodybuilders, yeah. once a bodybuilder, always a body. Once yeah. a competitor, always a competitor. Nice. But I've got I've got bigger bigger and um, much better plans goals in and, goals. And, plans. and then that means educating kids and poor children mm-hmm. um, from different parts of the world. So that's going to be my main focus mm-hmm. as of now. That's uh, that's amazing. And 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 speaking of uh, educating children and uh, um, uh, Johnny, because we 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 touched on it uh, at the beginning of the discussion, um, um, empowerment and advocacy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, I believe through through your journey and through your following, you had kind of uh, uh, were able to create the. Um, persona that people would want to listen to you to get better or feel that they can do something um what is your goal with the uh, children before we talk about the women because i had it prepped for women (laughs) (laughs) well the thing is that first and foremost you have to have leadership skills okay yeah then you have to have a lot of empathy. Mm-hmm. You have to have a lot of uh, sacrifice b- sort of built in with inside you. Yeah, You have to be willing to just put uh, put aside everything you're so, um, you know, like passionate about, whether it's aesthetics or, you know, traveling or it's splurging on expensive attire for mm-hmm. the next coming events. You really have to just put everything aside and, and just say that, you know what, I want to choose simplicity mm-hmm. and I want to spend my energy and my time, my focus and my savings or whatever I'm earning for into the future of this world. Mm-hmm. There's no better way to put it because, um, you know, this planet is weeping. It's, it's, it's hurting. It's in pain. Mm-hmm. And it's up to us and our millennials and the Gen Zs to save this planet. So it's up to us to, to educate them, to be kind with them and to explain to them that, you know, we need you to keep this planet safe. So education is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And with that comes kindness. And without kindness, you cannot get anywhere in this world. You know, I never used to be the person that would forego uh, a luxurious handbag or an outfit over and above, uh, you know, a conversation with someone that I can communicate with and enjoy the conversation mm-hmm. with, you know. Mm-hmm. Or just sit and read a good book and call it a day. That's the kind of stuff I enjoy now. But do, do, don't you see the other stuff is actually kind of growing more and more into our lives in a way that it's it's sickening? 
what is that like the uh, let's let's talk luxury lifestyle for right. example yeah exactly uh, b- that's the, why the brands are so, yeah like it's 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 becoming too much now right yeah like it's exact it's, it's extremely revolting and that's mm-hmm. the reason why i have you know sort of uh taken a switch from fashion mm-hmm. and fitness and and moved towards something that is going to be in the forefront of the future mm-hmm. And I, I just cannot fathom to be amongst people who are so self-centered and so arrogant and so concerned about their outlook on social platforms as opposed to uh, how they can contribute to humanity. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. And that's why I have lost a lot of friends because I realized that they were never really my friends. They mm-hmm. never really believed in that passion, that love and that care and the mm-hmm. tenderness that I did. Mm-hmm. No matter how strong-minded I am, and I may have a way of kind of being, um, it may come across as rude in some regards or the other. It's not that I'm being rude. It's just that I'm very sure about how I feel and think. I'm not on mm-hmm. edge with my thoughts and mm-hmm. emotions. Mm-hmm. I know very well that if something is affecting my mental health or something is bothering me around me, then I'm going to give it my all to make sure that I can put in the efforts to help and contribute to, huma- mm-hmm. you know, to humanity. To humanity. And if I feel that others aren't doing it, then I don't really belong there. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of pull yourself away from that environment. You choose who you are and you choose who you're around. And it, it, this is an inexcusable thing. It's mm-hmm. non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. You have to come to terms with non-nego- non-negotiable things and factors in your life. Is this the path I want to go towards? Are these the people I want to associate myself with? What am I getting out of it? Mm -hmm. Superficial conversations, um, things that don't really have any weight to them and things that just don't make you feel good inside. Mm -hmm. You're answerable to God at the end of the day. So it really doesn't matter. What people are doing around you, you, that's not our place to judge. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem nowadays. People are very judgmental. Judgmental. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we need to change that. We Mm -hmm. need to change that. We need to move away from that spectrum. Mm -hmm. We need to be more confident within ourselves, you know, not dwell in the past or in other people's lives and Mm -hmm. superficial thoughts. We need to allow ourselves to believe that anything we put our minds to is possible. And if we pray for it, manifest it, the energy, the universe will gravitate towards you. Yeah. And uh, back to the... um industry of of bodybuilding like uh, i know we're we're moving (laughs) left and right here but um what's what's your thoughts about the future of the industry uh for like what would be your message for up-and-coming uh athletes who are delving into the bodybuilding world uh today and they're starting in it is it a good um place to be Uh, are they going to make money? Are they going to make uh, a living? Can they uh, grow their brand, their selves, uh, among themselves? W- what's your thought of the industry and where do you see it going? Well, let's, you know, let's go into this categorically. Why do you want to do it, firstly? Mm-hmm. Secondly, if you're planning to do it, are you doing it for yourself or are you doing it because you want to help others? Mm-hmm. Number three, Um, are you willing to overcompensate your health 
for the purpose of looking that competitive on stage because mm-hmm. nowadays until and unless you don't take a lot of things you are not going to play the you're part you're not going to be able to compete yeah so you need to answer yourself and a lot of people are so enthusiastic and passionate say i'm going to do it i'm going to do it inshallah i will be there that's great mm-hmm. i feel for you brother mm-hmm. Because it's not happening. It's not the same as they used to be. Mm. Bodybuilding was so lucrative and, and, and people were very passionate and caring about one another. They supported each other as a family. Mm-hmm. It's not family-oriented sport anymore. Mm-hmm. People are pulling each other down. They're tug- it's like a, tug- you know, a, a game tug- of tug-of-war. Tug- tug yeah. People are pulling at each other, tugging each other. Who looks better than who? Who's got bigger glutes than who? A lot of women are getting silicone. That's that's their own personal choice. Mm-hmm. I am no one to judge them. Mm-hmm. But they're moving away from what they're capable of doing, their full potential. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing it because you want to make money, don't do it. That's mm-hmm. that's not happening. Because mm-hmm. bodybuilding is not going to be your source of income. I assure you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to find something more profound, more solid, you know, uh, and structured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool, 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 awesome. And um, sorry, my eyes start to water because I got so <laughs> engrossed in this topic that it actually made me really emotional. Because wow. I, I really just, you know, I feel for the youth, and mm-hmm. I feel like they're they're looking through the the glass, and we're watching them from the other side. Yeah. You know, they're looking through the peephole and we're being watched by them. Mm-hmm. You need to look up to your peers, your leaders, but I assure you that those people don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. They're still there, but people like them are not emerging nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to see a lot of scrutinizing opinions and a lot of competitiveness that is not going to serve you in any way or for mm-hmm. humanity purposes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So look at it as a, as a, on the broader uh, you know, on a broader surface, what is it that you want to do and why do you want to do it? And how are you going to do it? And how are you going to help other people? Mm-hmm. You want to help other people be successful, healthy, and or are you going to do it because you're cunning and you're, you're, you're smart and you just want to materialize out of it? Mm-hmm. You want to cultivate a system that is just going to serve you personally. So there's many other as- many different aspects that's you can a, look at it. A, that's a nice uh, thought process about it as well. Yeah. yeah. So just, just all I'm going to say is that please just be kind. There's a lot of people who are new to this and they don't understand it. So try to explain it to them with humility mm-hmm. and, and just, just uh, you know, put your hand on their shoulder and say, you know what, you got this and I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to be there to watch you when you fall mm-hmm. rather than say either pulling them back when they're about to fall. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of things that can change. Yeah. Uh, and... Um when uh, when we talk about uh, aspects of life, so uh, you, you you have your like you were mentioning earlier, you have your uh, uh, parents, your uh, brother, he's living here, and um, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you you made uh, friends, uh, you you're doing your work, etc. Um, I I how how do you get to balance all of this? Uh, making sure that um, uh, you delve into your professional career, you focus on your work, you try to achieve something that has never been done before, you're, you're pursuing uh, your goals, uh, but keeping the balance and keeping yourself sane. How, how, how do you go about it? Um, by taking time out for myself mm-hmm. and uh, waking up in the morning and thanking God for what I have, just gratitude. Mm-hmm. first and foremost mm-hmm. everything else follows after that being grateful for my parents mm-hmm. the fact that they're still alive and they still support me mm-hmm. 
balance is key in life, mm-hmm. you know, and in the sport of bodybuilding, there's no such thing as balance. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one extreme or another. Mm-hmm. But in the sport in general, uh, you know, when it comes to doing other activities, outdoor activities, things like that, mm-hmm. then it's great because it's more family oriented. So mm-hmm. then balance is not even questionable. Mm-hmm. Then you can do that in inclusive mm-hmm. inclusion of with your family members, your cousins, your nephews and so on and so forth. Awesome. Bodybuilding does not entail any form of size or shape of, uh, in regards to balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the reality of it. It's a beautiful sport. It mm-hmm. has, um, you know, like a lot of in, insanely hardworking athletes have emerged from the sport itself. Mm-hmm. 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 But I feel like they have also kind of um, changed their direction in life now. You know, they're coaching, they're very informative, they're very knowledgeable. And that's a one-off situation. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, ba- for balance, you need to be in tune with your body, your mind. You know, you need to give yourself time. Mm-hmm. You need to have a, a very a different spectrum in regards to that. You need to make sure that your, your, your food and your nutrition is the key aspect of bodybuilding and fitness. Mm-hmm. If you want to stay fit and healthy... Then you have to avoid all the things. Healthy. You, you have, have to, to eat, eat healthy. Good. Yeah, yeah, and healthy can also mean that you can overindulge and overeat healthy mm-hmm. food and also put on weight unnecessarily. Yeah, the, I've been doing that for the past two years. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 no, the thing is, if I, 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 I remember stuff. I, I, I told this story before in uh, one of my uh, podcasts, uh, but um, uh, there was a time uh, post COVID, right? When um, I was actually prior to COVID, I was doing really good when it comes to the health and nutrition and working out and everything. And then COVID came, kept on trying to work out at home, didn't work, uh, gained some weight, and then the gyms reopened. And this is where uh, my mindset and my head were towards, you know what? Uh, Chicken, rice, and broccoli every day, six days a week or Mm. six times a day and stuff like that. So, So I remember like going to the office. I have my first meal. I wake up early. I wake up at 5 a.m. Six in the morning, I'm having my first meal, mm-hmm. which was usually oats and eggs. Uh, nine in the morning, I'm in the office and I'm having uh, rice, broccoli and chicken. And people are actually coming to the office still. They're still waking up. They're still like trying to get the, into the groove of work. Mm-hmm. And they find me sitting there and eating chicken, uh, rice and broccoli. So um, been there, did okay. an amazing job. Now the past two years, just enjoying it. I'm trying to keep it healthy, mm. right? But I'm indulging into uh, a lot of, and I think this is this is how uh, people should go about their lives. Mm. Like try try not to go junk every day. Try not to go unhealthy habits in your life, whether it's eating or or, or like. But at the same time, enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, because uh, we have couple more minutes i wanted to to ask you about what like at the end of the day we we're uh living life on earth temporarily right yeah we've but, rented a spot here exactly and um some are able to leave a legacy right some don't but if yes. you were to leave a legacy what would it be you know what that's mm-hmm. so amazing this is such a great question I applaud you for that. Thank you. (laughs) Because this is in the forefront of everyone's career. What is it that I'm going to do in the next five years? And then you go on to the next 10 years and so on and so forth. I hate this question. Yeah. Yeah. But the most important question is, Mm -hmm. 
what are you going to leave behind? Mm-hmm. That's what I keep asking myself. I want to be recognized and remembered for not being this bubbly, hyperactive character that was in the gym and frolicking around and picking up weights and throwing weights around. Mm-hmm. But rather that person that was able to help people behind closed doors mm-hmm. pick up where other people had thrown the pieces. I want to be remembered and recognized for things like my parents are doing, you know, they've, they are legends and my father is a legend in, he's a national hero. You know, people have written books about him internationally. He's still writing at the age of 91. Mm -hmm. So mashallah, I look up to him and my mother, both Mm -hmm. of them are still educationists. They still read, they're still active. They're very, uh, their memories are sharp Mm -hmm. and, and God has gifted me with, uh, with that. So, um, I want to be re- recognized and remembered for, for good deeds as well. Not mm-hmm. for, oh, she's so-and-so's daughter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, she was so-and-so's daughter, but she also did this while mm-hmm. she was alive. Mm-hmm. She was able to just turn the tables around and make people realize that it's so important to look after others' needs before yours. And mm-hmm. I never really thought about that. My father always said, be selfless. Mm-hmm. Care for others first. You know, put other people's needs first. Never borrow anything, not even a single penny. Mm-hmm. Never hurt anyone, especially people who work for you, work under you or above you. We're all the same because mm-hmm. we're all made from the same dust and we're all going to go down as dust as well. Mm-hmm. So let's leave a, a mark on this planet where people can you know, constantly come and and pray at our graves and say, you know what, this was a person that we really looked up to and I wish that there were more people like her. Mm -hmm. That's what we need to do, you know. If you um, uh, enjoy culinary um, life, then get into that, you know, cook food and make people happy. Mm -hmm. If you're good good at singing or you like to play an instrument, then play music and make people happy. Mm Because and if you are good at a sport, then play that sport and make people happy. Because at the end of the day, no matter how poor or rich you are, it's music, sport, and food that brings the world together. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. True. No specific category in the sport of bodybuilding, not tennis or basketball or baseball, but just sport in general. Mm-hmm. No one particular musical instrument. But just music is what connects people. Even if you don't, if you have barriers or you have language barriers, you're not bilingual, you don't understand or comprehend to one another, or mm-hmm. you're deaf and you cannot hear or you cannot communicate and you can't speak, music is going to bring you together. Mm-hmm. Food brings families together. Every season, every holiday includes food. Yeah. But we have to have more gratitude because a lot of people don't even have a piece of bread on their table right now. Mm-hmm. So let's fortify these um, these opportunities and, and, and be grateful and wake up in the morning and say, thank you so much for this roof on my head, for the light on my in the sky, for the clarity in my mind, for the fingers that I can use, for the feet that move me from one place to another. These little tiny things, the little cells in our body are what encompass us into a being. Mm-hmm. So we need to just, we need to keep these things in mind. And in regards to our previous topic, when it comes to nutrition and food, mm-hmm. balance is key. So the problem is that people um, go from one extreme to another, broccoli, chicken, and rice. You could add some green beans and asparagus and cauliflower and some beetroot. You just need to add all the colors of the whole earth mm-hmm. into your plate. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a perfect diet. You know, lots of colors, lots of nature, lots of whole foods. And every now and then you want to indulge in nonsense, go ahead, by all means. But don't overdo it, mm-hmm. you know. 
if you want to stay healthy and lean for the longevity purposes, then focus then on focus all the colors. On, yeah. And and make sure that and keep it simple. whole food simple. Yeah, it's very keep it simple. Very simple. It's it's not 100%. that complicated. It's no. not like just keep it simple. Keep it fresh. Keep it like real food. Yeah, exactly. And then it's gonna make you know that that's you know people like to go out and dine out and so on and so forth. That's fine. Um, but it should be on a special occasion. You know, yeah. not just because you're sitting with some friends and they're so um, uh, they're, they're so annoyed with you because you're so like determined that you have to stick to your diet mm -hmm. then they have to either respect to the decisions you've made in your life and choices or you just have a glass of water and tell them that you have a bad stomach mm -hmm. nice smart <laughs> <laughs> awesome well uh, Zaina, thank you so much for uh, making it like i know um uh, like we had a conversation yesterday that there was a possibility we might have postponed it, but you yeah. pushed through it. So, so I believe that's that's your mantra: always push through the the uh, hardships yeah, and hard absolutely. times. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta manifest all the good things that are coming my way. So I'm not gonna say, uh, uh I'm you know, I'm nah, gonna have to you, put that you, on the you, side. You did, you did, you did make it happen. So thank you so much uh, for your time for for all the uh, discussion. Oh, thank and, you for having me. I really appreciate uh -huh. your time. And I had a wonderful conversation and dialogue with you. So, yeah, I wish you all the luck for future endeavors with other people. Same for you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye.